Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Junk Time Alpha Podcast for Round 14, 2023. We're coming to you from Rod Carter Studios for the first time this year. No Adam Rosenbachs this year, un- uh, this week, unfortunately. Uh, he is on suspension. Um, it's a bit tricky to talk about, but he was found at Adelaide Casino with a bag of crushed up <laughs> anti-inflammatories, <laughs> which he had to face the group this week and they, he was suspended because uh well obviously at junk time we don't tolerate anything but 100% clear pure meth yeah. so <laughs> that's on him that's on Rosie and he's going to go and pay his penance but we are joined by friends of the show Hawthorne supporter Declan Fay and Bulldog supporter Danny McGinley hello it's uh, uh, thanks so much for joining us guys am I, am I just on so it doesn't become a hawk talk pod <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's funny that because I, I, I flick through my, my friends in my head and I go, oh, I'll get them, get them, get them. And they're like, oh, they're going to be turning off very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember during the lockdown, Rosie wasn't very happy because you did me, you, Limo, Emma Race all reliving yes. the prelim final in oh 2013. God. We oh. did we did a watch along during lockdown and uh, I think the quote from Rosie was something along the lines of when I said, can I do it? He said, I don't give a flying fuck what you filthy Hawk supporters do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got grief from a Carlton fan because uh, I was I was <laughs> like, why are you celebrating so much? They've gone, hey. Have you ever beaten Gold Coast at the MCG? And I, I have to <laughs> say the dogs have never done that. <laughs> well, Danny, I'm quick to pick your brains about how are you feeling about the dogs this year? Because what are they, second about seventh or so? But they're about a game off top four. Like, give me an ABC grade at the minute. We are, yeah, I mean, we're a game off the top four, but we're also only uh, two games off 12th, 13th. So we are right bang in the middle of it all. I would give us a C. Um, we, look, we're playing good footy. We just yep. uh, we're really good at football, apart from the putting the ball on our feet bit, because okay. we are spraying things all over the shop. We are the most inaccurate side in the league. It's uh, it's very frustrating. But you know, we're we're playing decent footy. Injuries are very much against us. I mean, we've just lost Liam Jones. Uh, we've still lost, don't have da- JJ, Ed Richards, who was in career best form, and the Bont's carrying a knee injury. So we're getting the excuses ready for an absolute yeah, drop-off at the end of the season. That's what I was going to say. You've really memorised that injury list <laughs> early. I if, feel like that's like a spiel, like you, you go and you get a coffee, and the Bruce says, how are you? You go, look, Liam Jones, uh, the Bont's got a knee. 
Are you, are you getting leaks directly from the Western Bulldogs medical team? I mean, that was uh, it was quite remarkable. Uh, we, are you leaks we get an email every week. I don't know if you guys get that from your Hawks, but uh, it's sponsored by Pedigree Pal. <laughs> I am actually curious, like, are you getting any leaks from Tom Boyd? Could maybe take people through your um, boy, uh, Danny Boyd. Uh, see what we did there, a Bulldogs podcast. Thank you. But um, how, how did that come about? Um, it happened uh, during during the lockdowns. We just, um, Boydie had retired and uh, we were kind of chatting a bit. And then I also, actually, let me tell you this as fans. Yeah, this is the, we, we agreed we'd watch a game together. And I genuinely felt like Seinfeld in the episode where he's, Friends with Keith, where he's trying to become friends with Keith Hernandez, the Mets player. <laughs> uh, and I yeah. remember getting so nervous. And I was even texting some friends I went to high school with going, hey, I'm going out for a beer with Tom Boyd. And, uh, <laughs> and they were like, you're going to drive him to the airport, which is a line from the show about, you know, that's the, the, the platonic yeah. male equivalent of having sex. And I said, I think oh. in modern day parlance, the going all the way would be if we decide to start a podcast together. And yeah. uh, lo and behold... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we we did agree and then um yeah so we started at 2021 after the lockdown of 2020 and then there was another massive lockdown of course but uh so we've done it for about three years now but it's it's good it's a good uh, i mean boydy actually played footy number one draft pick norm smith medal runner up he actually knows what's going on and i'm he's never lived life as a fan so he doesn't understand the dumb questions that i have but he very patiently yeah. answers them all yeah. How do you broach that question about starting a podcast? Like, when do you bring that up? Is that like <laughs> the second date, the third date? Like, <laughs> we got uh, well, it, we went to it was in between lockdowns in 2020. We went to the Cricketers Arms on uh, Punt Road, the one opposite Tigerland, and uh, we just and we were the only ones in the pub. Literally, we're watching the dogs play the Swans, and we were alone. We ordered a couple of Palmers, and because they had. They clearly thought there was going to be more people. I remember getting a small mountain of chips. And, uh-huh. uh, and of course, for those who don't know the Cricketers Arms, about 50 metres up the road is a topless bar called The Royal. Mm. And the yeah. only other person who came in that night was a, a drunk guy wandered in, clearly didn't know which pub he was at, and he genuinely yelled, Where are the tits? Okay. <laughs> which is a phrase okay. you don't often hear. But, but, <laughs> but Premier Andrews had been under a lot of stress <laughs> for a long time. I um at what point like you guys are sitting in the bar together at what point do you start dropping hints like oh the way we're talking it's almost like we're doing a podcast together yeah <laughs> Ima- it's like imagine I, us I, I two mean, like doing a po- like what this could be a po- what we're doing now could be a podcast hey uh, do you have a zoom login like that goes for longer than 40 <laughs> minutes like i mean I, I can make that happen i can make it very happen i think we um, were actually, actually just talking about the official bulldogs podcast which at the time was hosted by uh, Bob Murphy and Easton Wood, and yep. uh, and just how it, it didn't really give too many insights, and uh, and yeah, that that's how I st- that's how I broached it. Well, I imagine if you do uh, no no slight on Easton and um, Bob, but like if you, it's the official one, it's the club one, they're hardly going to get into the nitty gritty too much. Like it's going to be kind of top level stuff, you know, how we played. I've you know, um, injuries, I'm, I can speak up. as a person who's done an official club oh, podcast. That's right. For Hawthorne in 2012, and if you say the slightest critical thing, it yeah, is sure. immediately edited out. I'm sure they've got some kind of AI software that mutes your microphone the second you say something negative. Um, and wasn't your whole year also 
all of the buddy talk, Willie leave. Willy yeah, Knight. was that that, that was year? Uh, with uh, 2013. Yeah, that's right. That was the that was the second year that we did it, and it was. So this is just like AI all over the shop. Like it was like <laughs> you, you record for half an hour, it comes back, and it's like two minutes long. Because you spent 28. <laughs> well, minutes saying, I remember. I don't mind if people cut things, and I get it. Like people just want to hear a you know a positive thing about the club. But I do remember asking, and I know I've talked to both of you about this story. There's the famous Melbourne urban myth about uh, at Paul Hester's 18th birthday party um, uh, that yep. he had all Nick Cave and the Boys Next Door, his first band there, and that Lee Matthews lived up the road and happened to be at the party and wow. that he punched out Nick Cave and knocked him out cold. <laughs> And so I said to Limo, I, we were getting Lee Matthews on the podcast, just on the phone. And yep. I said to Limo, we got to ask him. Like, And Limo goes, yeah, yeah, ask it, ask it. Just don't tell them you're going to ask it beforehand. Yeah. So we get Leon, who's the best footballer you've ever seen. What was yep. your guys? All, all those questions. And he's, oh, yeah, you know. And then, anyway, I eventually said, Lee, there has been a story going around for a long time that you were at the 18th birthday of Paul Hester and that you um, knocked out the famous Australian musician Nick Cave. And there was a pause, and he said, I remember being at the Hester 18th birthday, but, I mean, in those days, I left most of my violence on the field. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, lo and behold, fast forward when the podcast came out about 24 hours later, that question had been erased, the AI bots. Um, But wasn't there a story about... Wasn't there a story about Lee then, like... I know what you're going to say. I'm really uncomfortable about where you might be going (laughs) with this. Uh, This could be one that gets erased later on. Okay. So we keep it under that. No, no. You ask it and then let's... Well, actually, yeah. Wasn't there a story about Lee kind of getting in the car and doing a car search for someone? (laughs) That's not what I thought you were going to ask. So that means there is a worse story somewhere out there in Declan's brain. No, no. But wasn't like Lee got got hit or something? No. So Lee Lee knocked out... This is the story that I'd heard. And these are completely... Allegedly. Yeah. Fictional. (laughs) Like, you know, made up. Um... The well, I have it on pretty good authority that there's no, a no. Bit, I'm yeah. I'm trying to protect your deck. Wait <laughs> <laughs> up! Um. <laughs> Bloody hell, I got Donald Trump here fucking confessing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I've got bo- I've got boxes of photos <laughs> and people's testimonies from that party back in the eighties. <laughs> I've got the Hester family on record. No, so yeah, he grabbed a and the reason I heard it is a friend of mine because I obviously used to work at Triple R years ago. And we met Ron Rude, a very well-known Melbourne punk musician from 30 Rodney's years brother. ago. Yeah, Rodney's <laughs> brother, yeah. 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 Imagine that. You have two kids. You name one Ron Rude and the other one <laughs> Rodney Rude. And he was, the, he was at the party and apparently Mick Harvey uh, jumped a fence and got away. So he didn't get punched out. But uh-huh. uh, uh, Nick Cave got punched out and somebody else got punched out. And Lee Matthews grabbed... Um, Ron Rude and said, do you know those blokes? Because he looked like a punk. And he said, You're, do you know those blokes? And he said, you're coming with me. Okay, why, <laughs> so can I just ask, why is Lee Matthews being played by Bobcat Goldthwait? <laughs> Don't you think he's got a... It, no, he does. It's a, it's a, it's a well-trodden turf on this podcast, Dan. Just like, oh, it's just one game. <laughs> That's and the fact, one. We did, we, yeah. did, we, did a, we did a pod live pod with um, uh, Brad Scott a couple of years ago. And um and he said that when he came to the club, like talking about lethal, and I was like, oh, I just like to welcome the new recruit, Brad Scott. <laughs> and he said, you would not be saying that if he was in this fucking room right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
it's um yeah he because we I worked very briefly with him on a on a very short lived uh, football comedy oh, yeah. show and um and he oh, did yeah. like I worked on you, that oh yeah of course yeah you did um did you leave in disgrace as well or was that just a few of us? <laughs> no I stayed till it was uh, I, do you remember I was the one who got to tell you it was axed that's right oh. you did you did too I was I was very grateful yeah. for that but Lee Matthews. Was well, I just remember trying to talk to him in the green room, and he yep. turned to Dave Lawson, who was kind of you know the who uh, does the Toyota ads with Stephen Curry and actor and in Utopia, yeah, Utopia married to Sarah Snook, and was doing some like kind of vox pop stuff on that show. And Lee Matthews just turns to him and goes, "And what do you do?" And this is after the show, and Dave goes, oh, "I was just I was just on the show with you, Lee." And Lee goes, yeah, but you can't do this for a job. What do you really do? <laughs> do you do ads for Divine Homes at least? It was just... But I remember you telling me a story about that show and, like, like you, they gave the the host, like, kind of info, like, you know, who got kicks or whatever. It was, oh, like, champion yeah, data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. the champion data yeah. one. Yep. Oh, the, the one you, about... Yeah, so they're having a meeting. Uh, it was, I think it was, uh, you do a test show first. And so they're having a meeting going, is everyone happy or is everyone? And then um, the, and then Lee puts up his hand in the meeting of all the hosts and talent afterwards. And he's, I can say what it was. This is Channel 7, very short-lived show called The Bounce. Not the Foxtel Bounce, but the No, no, it had, it had definite article bounce, The Bounce, whereas Foxtel yeah, is just bounce. bounce. Yeah. Anyway, what did he, so they're all sitting around and the, the series producer, who was completely at sea on this, who kind of didn't... He said, look, you know, test show, anyone got any questions or any feedback? And um, Lee Matthews puts up his hand and goes, yeah, what's our relationship with Champion Data? <laughs> and that just sent this series producer... Are, are, are we, like, at a podcast level here? <laughs> that sent the series producer into a wild panic because Lee Matthews is... Uh, <laughs> And he goes, oh, um, uh, yeah, what did you mean, Lee? What kind of uh, relationship were you talking about? And Lee goes, I mean, I was just, I could talk to um, Tony down at Champion Data and he could give me a few stats that I could read out on the show. I mean, maybe he could make me a page of stats from each week or, or something like that. And the producer just completely panicked and goes, we don't have that relationship with Champion Data, Lee. <laughs> and Lee goes... No, <laughs> we should have known we were dead in the water then. That they, Lee's, I mean, it's not like Lee's asking for a personal change room or chauffeur-driven. He just wanted a couple of stats. I can see how concerned Danny looks. At this. He still is very Danny's, concerning. Why would Danny, as the okay. producer, just say, "Yeah, sure, get yourself some stats." I don't just, just look in the paper, Lee. Like it will tell you, like Lee, you know, you know so like, thirty-one touches. Lee, there's a footy record, or we could get you, like, <laughs> um, you know, every day there's various stats after it. Yeah, but I could call the guy Champion Data. <laughs> but, oh, I've, um, I've got a Lee Matthews story. I worked with him yeah. on Game Day, but this story, and it might have oh, been yeah. told already on your podcast. So let, let now, did he ever? Did he ever appear in one of your? sketches on the show he was never on the sketch but um when i'd introduced the sketch i was usually sitting next to him and we yep. talked during the ad break i always found him really delightful he was quite grandfatherly mm. and mm -hmm. uh and always like he'd never laugh at the sketch but then after the show would just put his hand on my knee and go that was pretty good well done yeah gotcha which is nice do you know the story of um in 2001 when the lions got thumped by carlton no 
So Jonathan Brown, I heard Jonathan Brown tell this story um, of it's 2001. So they go on to win the premiership and they get thumped by Carlton at Princess Park by we're talking mm. like 80, 90 points. Yeah, right. And all the players are looking at the ground knowing that Lee's about to come in and give him one of the all-time great sprays. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they're all just sitting there waiting for it to start. And he walks in and the room just goes <coughs> cold with the with tension. And then he closes the door behind him and about five seconds later they hear a knock on the door and like Lee's like, no one answer that. And then he's about to start yelling again and then he's got... He's getting more and more angry, and then they just keep knocking, and he's like, and he goes over, he goes, "Who the fuck are you?" And they go, <laughs> "We're from Asada. We've got to drug test them." Oh no way! <laughs> and oh, Lee no. says, "Didn't you watch the fucking game? There's no <laughs> way they were on drugs." <laughs> that is superb. <laughs> that is. And he slams the door in their face. <laughs> That is so. This is this is very quickly evolved into the Lee Matthews tribute podcast. We're kind of yeah, talking I about him so. like, he, like he died this week or something. Oh, like, sorry, guys, I, I realised I didn't do the Lee. Ma- I, he went. And no one answered <laughs> yeah. the door. It's um my my only memory like seeing him in person. I like, being uh, up close and personal was that I was uh, worked for a year before the game, and Lee came in and uh, and I was like in the green room, and he came in and kind of. Almost got to lay down on the couch because the Bears had just had a loss. And we had a little bit of a chat. And he had a book coming out that was like one of those kind of scrapbooks. Mm. Apparently his mum his mum kept every article, but she never came and watched him play. I think because she kind of couldn't handle him getting hurt and stuff. Mm, okay. Or watching who he hurt. Um, yeah. But she kept all the articles. So it was like quite a, quite a you know, rather lovely book. And... Um, we had a bit of a chat then, but the other memory, and I think I told him this when I was speaking to him back in, what, 2007. I reckon I went to grand final training for the 84 or 85 grand final. It was one of those years. And Lee told my brother and I to get off the ground. Uh, we'd walk around the boundary of Glen Ferry. But it was kind. It was mm. like, oh, hey, guys, just jump off because you might get hit by a ball. Mm. Um, and so that was my other interaction with Lee Matthews when I was like seven or eight. And I told him to fuck off. I said, you can't beat me, Lee. <laughs> what are I you going to do? Come at me, mate. I just like Danny's face in his mind. Maybe he knew Lee Lee had a different vocal kind of timber when Danny knew him. Because he every time you or I go for the high voice, Danny looks kind of flinches. He looks really unimpressed. Mom. I think my, just my headphones are at a weird, uh, <laughs> weird setting. Oh, it's, going, it's, going, it's like a dog kind of a whistle yeah. to a dog or something. It's going directly <laughs> to your brain. Can we talk the uh, hot topic of the uh, the week? The bomber's going for a rebrand. Oh, the bomber, yeah, I well, yeah. You, Is the you logo out? Well, that's the thing. So they're they're talking about. I think it's mainly logo related. So they begin to not change the name the bombers, um, but they think maybe the 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 bomber itself, the plane, is not maybe appropriate these days. That maybe feel people feel a bit icky by its connection to war. And I mean, I actually want to stress that I want to stress to Bombers fans: the plane on that that logo, it only dropped bombs on civilians. <laughs> so no need to worry. <laughs> no need to worry. But I think I, I, I actually quickly looked into the origins of like their nickname and stuff, and they were, they were known as kind of the same old for a while. They, were, they they kind of started out without really a nickname, like a lot of clubs did. Yeah. Um, then they came kind of the same old, which was a hook to a song that. 
people in the crowd would sing, mm. and then eventually became the Bombers by the fact they're right near Essendon Airport, and also, um, I suppose. It was so did they? War, sorry, I did suppose. they start as the Bombers? Like, cause no, no, right. no. Yeah. So a lot of teams like didn't have a nickname. So they were kind of same old. They were the. Uh, I just looked it up before they um. um uh, the Dons, which you know, is right. pretty clear. yeah, of course, yeah, um, and then eventually kind of settled on the Bombers in the forties. Because uh, yeah, um, I still which was probably a, a patriotic thing as well back then, actually, as well. If yeah. you think about it, yeah, it would have been uh, around the time of the war that had happened in the forties. Yeah, but and I rem- so people, yeah, are th- I, I remember Kevin Sheedy asking for the logo to be changed uh, when he was still coaching because the the plane's flying down, and uh, he wanted you know the song is "See the Bombers Fly Up." Is that right? Yeah. Is that are you? Is it that, that that's not you doing gear? That is no, no, that's that's legit. I remember Sheedy saying that. That's so Sheedy. That's remarkable. But if anything, I think it actually very well represents Essendon oh, totally. over the last <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe they should have a uh, syringe flying down. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe they should be called the needles. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's let's work them out. The Essendon peptides. Yeah, <laughs> the Essendon peptides. God. Um, I just, I, I look. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it because I don't, I don't really worry too much about Essendon. But I, I just, it, whenever I see Matthew Lloyd talk about these things on Footy Classified, he always looks like he's kind of on the precipice of tears. Okay. Like, don't That's you his, think it's, he's got resting whinge faced? He does. Oh. He's such a weird. Like he he's never ever been a good kind of media performer, and he uh, he's never quite worked out. Like Kane Corns has worked out. Okay, I will be the right wing shock jock of football. Uh, actually, that's actually a really good point. Actually, I mean we had Matt Lloyd on a, a live show a couple of years ago. I mean we've had a lot of great people, but he he was actually fucking really good. And 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 I actually genuinely think like he's a nice guy. Yeah, that's so. Uh, yeah. I think I I think you're right. Like actually, Kane Corns has gone. I will be the Andrew Bolt of football. Yeah. And I can pick, uh, and I'll, and I'll, I'll just be clickbait. You well, know what I mean? The Nick um, Maxwell, who I worked with for years, um, not the Collingwood footballer, the comedy writer, used to say he feels like with Kane Corns, like uh, Craig Hutchison just kind of rolls him into the studio on a kind of like Hannibal Lecter trolley at yeah. six a.m. in the morning and <laughs> says, "Say something offensive, so we can talk about that for the rest of the game." Yeah. Puts the mask oh, yeah. back on him and rolls him out again. I mean, you can't argue about his work ethic and the like, but um, but that actually, that's a really good parallel. Like, um, it's almost like um, Matthew Lloyd is like Luke Skywalker, and uh, Kane Corns is um, Darth Vader. <laughs> when are we going to have the footy classified Nuremberg trials, where they just all of the things that they've accused clubs of or players or stories yes. that just went nowhere? <laughs> yeah. That There's is never going to like they get no comeuppance. There's no media watch. There's no and then. And then also on top of that, like when the jury gives their verdict, instead of not guilty or guilty, they go, good call, bad call. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. If I will work on this show for free. Right. I will sift through all the old footage. It, it, what, what it misses now, it's kind of, it was better when it was a bit more rogue. Like it's way too slick now with Eddie Maguire hosting it. And in the old days when they, they would always roll out a psycho as your kind of number four. Like yeah, Wayne yeah. Carey was on there for a Stan bit. Stan Alves. Grant Thomas. No, was Grant Stan, Thomas. Sorry. Grant Thomas. I remember Grant Thomas saying, he, like, he, he, it's like he, he genuinely didn't care. Like, he, was yep. a, he, he, yep. he had decided, I am a chaos agent who does not care. And at one stage he said, 
look, I think they got to take... He was responding to something that had happened. A ruckman had hit their knee or something in the contest. And he said, look, we're going to have to take, you know, all ruck contests, all centre bounce contests out of the game. That'll be the end of that. And immediately, you know, Craig Hunter, you, you can't be serious, Craig. I mean, is this? Are you serious about that? And there know, was a lot of that in the early days. Like it's it's uh, it's toned down a bit. The confrontation. I remember this argument went for about four or five minutes, yeah. and then they said, and then Caroline said, "Grant, what evidence do you have of this?" And Grant goes, "Ah, oh, look, I don't really care." <laughs> that was the end of it. <laughs> and I have tweeted at Grant Thomas and begged him to go back on that show because you yeah, sure. you need that kind of chaos agent. But I fully support the Nuremberg trials. There isn't any. There's no oversight or governance of that. No. It's a. It is. We need insane. footy classified classified. Uh, and, excellent. And I'll just. <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly be the shock jock on that. I'll just be, what we'll do is we'll go through even like behind the goals footage of them with their yeah. stories. And then I'll, I'll uh-huh. David King it. I'll be there going, what's their brand? What do they stand <laughs> for? That is superb. I, I fully like, is purple, the show. really purple. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to, I did pitch once to channel seven, a, a footy media watch where like uh, coaches and, and, and players who'd had articles written about them had a right of reply. And it's the only time I remember saying it to Luke Beveridge. It's the only time he's genuinely looked impressed with me. That's great. <laughs> no. no, it's a good. Um, it's a, uh, it would. It's a good idea. It's a. It's such an odd. I think now because of foot, like Channel Nine has bought the age. It seems like they run a lot more. Oh, this was said on Footy Classified last oh, night. Yeah. And totally. they kind of it didn't. It used to be this weird rogue show that people just said crazy shit in the middle of the mm. night. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's it's it was quite, the, uh, yeah. the early the early days were kind of like the QAnon of football. Yeah, they're like <laughs> I hear I hear I hear I hear JFK Jr. is going to debut for Carlton on the weekend. <laughs> it was it was real rabbit hole stuff. I think a big factor is the fact that Talking Footy and Game Day and all the Channel 7 shows that aren't broadcasting matches, they're off air. So it yeah. used mm-hmm. to be reacting to that, but now it's the mainstream news. It's like F- Fox News going so far to the right, but people have yep. all just lent that way anyway. Yeah, yep. That's funny. Yeah. Um, hey, Dan, can I bring up a... I've actually been meaning to ask you this for a while, and I actually... I, I, I hate to say it might be a touchy topic but the um 2021 grand final yep i completely apologize for this if this is untoward but your team losing and blah 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 but like did it feel a bit different by the fact that it was not a traditional grand final build-up you weren't at the game it was i can't answer that because my team had never lost a grand final before so yeah. I've not experienced uh, grand. Fi- the only grand final week I've experienced where the game was in Melbourne was 2016, and obviously my team won. So yeah. I don't know what it was like. I do know that my emotional reaction to it was compounded by <laughs> having been in the middle of a mm. of a three month lockdown. Footy yeah. was like the one. The, uh, the the plank of wood in that ocean that I was clinging to, and I didn't. And deal you came with it from well. the first week. You came from you came from like the elimination final into the grand final. Yeah, you? we were fifth, so we yeah. and we only got fifth by like you know a couple of percentage points because uh, yeah. Brisbane uh, kicked a point against West Coast in the dying seconds, which knocked us out of the top four. And then yeah. uh, a couple of weeks later, uh, we beat Brisbane by kicking a point in that in the very same spot, which was. That's uh, right. a, 
and it was a yeah, it was a. I mean, it was a great final series. It was a great grand final up until ten minutes to go in the third quarter when we just was, stopped. I was going to say, yeah. who's the guy? Sorry, it's just, his name's gone out of my brain. The little guy that wears a helmet for you guys, Caleb Daniel. When he knocks um, Matty, yeah, yeah, Max Matthew Gorn. Gorn down, Max Gorn. So Martin Flanagan in one of his uh, books said, in every grand final, he looks back and he sees a definitive moment. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the decisive moment where that moment speaks to the biggest story of every grand final. Cyril's goals for Hawthorne in 2008, you know, that type of thing. And yeah, but he, like, he, he spent like half the book talking about the streaker in the 82 grand final. <laughs> it was like weird. It was Martin, get over it. <laughs> but it, uh, I, I, when I was watching it at home, I was convinced in that moment uh, that Caleb Daniel tackling Max Gorn, that was the decisive moment and the kind of they had arrested the momentum. But it, it kind of went almost exactly the polar opposite way. Agreed. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I, I, what was heartbreaking was... Uh, or many things, but uh, I remember texting a mate like two months later. Just a guy who's not a close uh, friend, but is a Bulldogs fan. Sorry, Chamber? Oh, sorry. I just jumped on you. Go on. I was just texting it, and I saw the last text I'd sent him, and it was, well done, Caleb. We get the next goal with one. Yeah. 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 That's what I... I really believe that. Like, I... And it's it's just one of those strange... What, What do you think... What do you think was the turning point, or was it just where they did they just run over the top of you? It's such a Bevo and our coaching staff had uh, were ready for Max Gorn in the ruck, yeah. Yeah. and whoever their second ruck was, we hadn't yeah. did had we had no contingency for Luke Jackson uh, playing the game yeah. of his career. Yeah, we didn't know how to handle Luke Jackson. It's that, a bit like that it's it. that. Well, they're those moves, aren't they? It's like Jarman plays one game at full forward for Adelaide in that 97, 97, grand final. And that's the one they hadn't planned for. Yeah. Well, he went to, uh, yeah, he went to the forward. He just killed it. You know, final quarter of 97, just while we're doing painful Bulldogs memory. (laughs) He, uh, he played, yeah, the quarter of his career and then the game of his career a week later. So crazy. And they can be the thing. Like you, you can just have a player play the game, you know, uh, of their life, and it just happens to be on the most important fucking day. Oh, well, know? Tom Boyd, who I co-host with, he fully admits he played two good games. I disagree yeah, with um, him. I say he played many <laughs> good games, but yeah, that's yeah. just Boydish shtick. Um, can we quickly talk cricket? Yes. Um, so Australia won. Oh, sorry, we're on a footy podcast, but Australia <laughs> won the first test last night. Yeah. And uh, uh, I just gauge Dan. You got to watch it a little bit. Watch the highlights. Deck, were you up? No, I stayed, I stayed up for a bit, and then as it was yeah. raining, I just thought... But sure, my sure. exact thought was, I'm not going to hang in there if it's going to rain for the next four I, hours. I'm trying to remember if I got to about 12.30 or so, and I was like, I'm either going to be up for another yeah. half hour or I'm going to be up for another four hours. That's the choice, I mean? isn't it? it but I, yeah. as soon as I, I flicked on my phone this morning, and I went, oh, my God, they did yeah. it. It and was then, fucking sick. So, it, it, I mean... It's a he is Cummins is a remarkable leader and a yep. remarkable yep. just the force of will that he has. Yeah, but let's put this pod in a time capsule mm. and if it ends up being one four yeah. or four one yeah. <laughs> at the end, we'll go, okay. Maybe maybe we need new leadership up the top. <laughs> so uh, my second uh my second thought after going, oh my God, they won it. Uh, my second thought was what will the English tabloids do to that team? Yeah. Do to the English Oh dude. And I yeah. flicked on straight away and a friend of mine had posted his favourite ones and I think it was the Daily Star yeah. had a real kick in the baz balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean when that's that, funny, yeah. man. 
I, I got lucky enough to go to Lords in 2009 yeah. um, for about four of the five days. Yeah. And, yeah, like, it's, it's something different. Like, I mean, there's something about the Ashes in England where you go, this is fucking special. But yeah. I remember um, when an Australian would go out, um, uh, they, you know, they'd get an Australian out. I, I, I'm like, oh, this is weird. Why, why do I feel such pain? Mm. And then I realised I'd never been in a crowd before where it was 30,000 people cheering for the other team. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And so yeah. it took me like half a day to work out, like whenever we go to week, because whenever it's Australia, like, you know, everyone goes nuts. But it was, um, yeah, it was quite exceptional and going into like the Lord's kind of long room and kind of my brother and I were there kind of like kind of whispering as the players walked past going, calm punter, calm punter, like we were spies or something. That's great. Like, yeah. Trying to blend yeah. in. Oh, look, but it, yeah, it, no, it, it set, what it does is it sets up. And though, for some reason, those Ashes ones in England, you know, 2005, mm. uh, the Ben Stokes one in 2019, 2018, 2019. Oh, yeah, PTSD on that one, 2019. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I- these remarkable games where we, the series is where we go over there. And it sets yeah. up now for the rest of the series for it to be yeah. something kind of extraordinary because he does he double down on the baseball thing i hope he does because i find it like kind of exhilarating hey uh, i want to say thank you so much for joining us guys it's very kind of you mike uh, we didn't even talk we didn't even talk about hawthorne it's uh oh yeah okay there was well, a lot of lee matthews gear yeah okay yeah, all right next time true. mike next time <laughs> no 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 I, i'm just focused on the next three pete yeah that's right uh, that's right we're gonna hit the road we are right, Jonathan Pot at gmail <laughs> twitter facebook and the gram Thank you, Dick. Thank you, Danny. Go Thank Hawks. you. Thanks, Go, Dogs. Go, Hawks. <laughs>